Ladies at the Brenthurst Foundation on Lula and the Return. The Money Show. The Markets. Not a bad down our markets. A positive close. It was less than half a percent, but up is up. Uh, financials and local uh, retail came under pressure. Food manufacturer, too, in Tiger Brands was down. But uh, BHP Group, Glencore, positive. Nussbatten, Process and the mighty Barlow World, positive on the day as well. Let's see how Arthur Karras, the Portfolio Manager of Macro Solutions at the Old Mutual Investment Group, saw it today. What was your assessment of today's market activity, Arthur? Well, it was a good day to end actually quite a strong month. So we're up um, close to 5% for the month, um, which is a a really good performance for the month. Um, We had a really strong performance from the NASPERS process companies on the back of a Really, a, a terrible month for them. So, notwithstanding the strong performance, like seven uh, percent up um, from process or Nasdaq for the day, they're still down like about sixteen percent for the month. Um, but today, we started off with both a, a good a day performance from Tencent in, in Hong Kong, and then also a very positive report from one of the broker analysts who's been uh, who's been calling the stock quite well. I think. And both of those things led to a strong bounce uh, from Nasdaq. Was there also sort of a, a change of tune toward China since the weekend? Uh, just there seems to have also been a more positive outlook on China coming through in some markets. I think uh, I think China's really been hit hard. I think last week we had uh, a really disappointing outcome for business from the uh, from the leadership congress there was very little said about the property crisis very little said or anything at all about um, easing the covid regulations and that's really probably the big thing that business is looking forward to once um, once the covid regulations get lifted there people start moving around see a bit more business activity i think that will be the, the signal that uh, that china is getting onto a better footing what do you make of reports that Elon Musk was having talks with Glencore probably earlier this year about Tesla taking a 20% stake in Glencore? It's astonishing. Financial Times reporting this. So it's a good, solid report, bit of reportage. But Elon Musk has got more money than cents at the moment. But, of course, walked into Twitter over the weekend and is changing the rules and changing management and firing people left, right and center. But Elon Musk in Glencore, really? What's he looking for? Commodities, I suppose. He's looking to lock in his um, his access to the metals that he needs in order to be able to build his electric cars. So I think globally we've got shortages of things like uh, like cobalt and some of the other rarer metals that go into cars. Longer term, we're concerned about um, about the ability of of, of the coal of the, of the coal the copper mining industry to be able to to provide all the copper that we need for the energy transition. And those are things that um, that Glencore is quite strong in. I think they've already got an agreement um, covering some metals. And I think this was maybe looking to cement that a bit further and be able to influence the direction of the company. Uh, I think, you know, when, when they took a closer look and they realized they would be buying a company that is making a very substantial amount of its current profits from coal, they realized that would be difficult to square up with the, the clean energy appeal of Tesla. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the, the rush for battery metals and the rush for these sorts of commodities is actually quite intense. There's also a report this afternoon, and the oh, he was a government minister from Indonesia. I forget his name and the job that he did, but he was certainly in the trade department in Indonesia, and I was chairing a panel at the World Economic Forum in Davos in April this year, and he was massively outspoken about how countries with commodities need to really look after themselves. The rest of the world doesn't look after them. Look at vaccine apartheid, uh, he was saying. And I, I see reports today suggesting that Indonesia is going to be looking to create a cartel uh, is similar to that of the OPEC cartel to try and sort of in- guarantee their prices on battery minerals. I mean, the world's getting increasingly protectionist, it would seem. I think it's a consequence of what we've seen coming out of COVID where, uh, where companies realized that their, um, their global supply chains were much, much more vulnerable than what they imagined. I think, if anything, the conflict in Ukraine has heightened that and has made you aware of the fact you simply can't afford to have all of your metal or all of your inputs coming from one part of the world. And when it comes to um, to copper specifically, um, all of the new copper um, projects are in, in areas that are challenging from a political point of view. Uh, and or they're in areas where there's simply no, not enough water to get the projects done. So if you're going to want to build your electric cars, you want to secure that pipeline into the future, and a way to do that is to actually own a stake in the company and use that to cement your offtake agreement. So we've seen that already with some of the um, smaller platinum projects in this country where um, we've had, uh, one example, a Chinese company come along buy a stake in the company. They don't really want to mine platinum, but they want, what they want to make sure of is that they can... Um, always lay their hands on the product. Yeah, absolutely. Be at the front of the queue because the queue is going to get longer and longer. Arthur Karras, interesting trends this evening. Thank you, Arthur. Portfolio Manager of Macro Solutions at the Old Mutual Investment Group. Half past six now. Time for your very latest eyewitness.